Today's episode is brought to you by the professionals at Olive Branch Bookkeeping. As a business owner, it's important to stay on top of your finances, but that can be difficult to do on your own. That's where Olive Branch Bookkeeping comes in. They will assist in monitoring income and expenses, allowing you to make decisions that are critical to the success of your business. Don't wait any longer. Reach out to Olive Branch Bookkeeping today by visiting the link in the show notes and start moving your business in the right direction financially. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Carrie Briner, and today we're going to be discussing you aren't what you do. Um, and I'm going to let, this is all Carrie, so I'm going to let her go through that. But before we get into the topic, just want to remind you guys, um, if you haven't already, if you're new to the show, go check out our Facebook group. It's called The Wealthy Entrepreneur. It's a group for business owners, real estate agents, entrepreneurs. Um, we're just trying to build a community that really ties into the conversations we have here on the podcast. And we are discussing you know, wealth. What is wealth? It's, it's a lot more than just making money. And it's about, it's about helping you guys build businesses and being happy in the roles that you're in and leading bigger lives. Um, and so we want to network with you guys in there. We want to have more discussions around each of these topics and get your opinions on it. Yeah, I mean, isn't the point of business to have a good life? And that's, I think, what the topic um, today is, but in all of our podcasts and really what the impetus for the Facebook group is. So please uh, network with one another, help share, grow together. That's what we're excited about, and we appreciate you being there. Yep. So you aren't what you do. Yes. Tell us about this. Well, look. We're called human beings, not human doings for a reason, right? So, um, you know, I think we get really caught up in what we do and not who we are as as um, humans. And it's, I mean, it makes sense. It's what we spend most of our time focusing sure. on, right? But it's the number one, almost, I, I, I probably would guess in the thousands of entrepreneurs that I have coached, it ranks at least in the top three, if it's not the number one issue that people run into when we really dive into what their challenge is. And what I mean by that is that you over-identify, typically as an entrepreneur particularly, you over-identify with what you do because it's so intertwined with your life because mm -hmm. it literally is everything you. I mean, think about it. If you start a real estate business, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, an insurance business, you own any kind of business. When you start... It is literally just you. Yep. You are everything. The brand, the customer service, the outreach, the people that know you are the people that are going to do business with you. So it is everything you. And so the danger in that for most entrepreneurs is that's where it starts and then it never stops. In fact, sometimes it becomes more exasperated. And so I have people who literally become so, and I have did this, this is my story, become so identified with what they do that they lose, lose sight of anything um, as far as just who they are as a human being, what brings them joy, what makes them feel worthy, what makes them happy or satisfied no longer is in the life that they live or who they were destined to be or who they're born as a human being, but rather literally what they do on a daily basis. And so, you know, if you find yourself feeling like you're a success when your business has a success, or you literally feel like a failure when something fails in your business, mm -hmm. you know at that moment that you are your business. That's what you think. And that's dangerous because now here's what happens. You cannot go outside of a certain limit. You can't take a risk that you might need to take in business because it's far too detrimental because it's no longer about a business anymore. It's literally about you as a human being. 
So you take the failure you had in business and apply it to you as the person yeah. because you're so over-identified with it. Yeah. I actually feel like I probably have done that multiple times. Yes, of course. And also like, hey, I had a stellar year, so I, I'm awesome. I rock. I mean, it's just so what you, we do. Right. So you're you're equating your worth mm-hmm. to the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you do that, <clears throat> you won't do things that could make you look bad. You won't do things that could possibly fail, you're definitely holding yourself back Mm -hmm. because it's too much of an emotional risk at that point that you're unwilling to take. It's too much of an ego risk. And so you literally will hold yourself back from a certain level of growth without knowing it subconsciously because it's just far too risky. And so when I when I would think about this, some of the people who have been able to overcome this, I'm like, this is the magic pill that everybody's looking for in business success because um, the people that say they don't really care what happens to their business. It's like, it could have a good year, it could have a bad year. I mean, sure, do I want it to have a good year? Of course. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm okay no matter what, and I'm just going to rebuild it or start over or it, the, the next year's a new year. Like, it is what it is. It's just part of my journey of being an entrepreneur. That is a game changer because those people will go try different things, do things, and not worry so much about what the success and failure is because it really doesn't have anything to do with them. This is super weird. Like I, <laughs> I feel like I'm having this deja vu moment because so, um, you know, we ran a small real estate team before mm-hmm. we had started up a construction business that we pulled the plug on quickly. Things weren't working out. And I probably over-identified with certain things where I just, when I pulled back on, I was like, mm-hmm. it internally was just a crush to mm-hmm. my ego. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, man, am I just, I'm just not good at doing business. Yes. And, um, and then real estate, I would say, and for anyone who's listening who's a real estate agent, share in the comments whether you think that you feel the same way, but we tend to look around us at others who are in the same business and judge our mm-hmm. worth against the other person who's doing more transactions. Mm-hmm. So you might look at like, you know, the people you know, the top 10 and go, oh, well, I, I fall within these ranks of them. And if you drop behind them, and mm-hmm. I used to do this, you feel like, man, I'm just, I suck mm-hmm. at my job because this person's doing more. And uh, yeah, there's gotten to a point recently where I just, don't I want to do different stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really, like to me, it was so ego driven of like how many units I'm selling. I don't really care if I'm not selling as many as the other person. I still am really good at what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, to diversify and do other things mm-hmm. that I like. Yeah, find joy in what. But it was really hard for a while to separate the like, I didn't want to let off the gas because I didn't want to drop my units mm-hmm. down and look mm-hmm. like I was doing less mm-hmm. than the next person. It's a weird mind game. It is a weird mind game. And here's the thing that it plays with it. So, yes, I just had a conversation with somebody this morning that said most top producers have no idea how much money they're actually making. And all they focus is their unit counts. And if they're in the top 1%, if they're in the top 10, if they're, this is how we right. think, it's how our mind starts to go down the path. And here's what's interesting. We could be selling 50 more units, running around ragged and mm-hmm. making less money, and we don't even know because we're not thinking about the right things. Yeah. And so it's what our mind does. Our mind doesn't want us to get into a place where we feel embarrassed, where we feel less worthy, where we feel less competent, where we feel like we're l- providing less for our family. So it's just what the subconscious mind does. Here's where being over-identified with your role as an entrepreneur can come into play that can be really detrimental. And this is a little bit more of my story where you know, I, I, I was seen as very successful and very, um, 
a leader and successful. And I felt very confident and worthy at work because I was doing a good job. Right. And people were giving me accolades and I was number one or two in my office. And of course, I always paid attention if I dropped to number two because my mind was doing the same thing. Yeah. And it became so much so that I was like, that was who I was. I was a realtor, like before anything else practically, which is really sad to say, but it's just really how I, how I got um, over a period of time. This isn't something that typically happens suddenly, by the way. This is something that happens slowly, 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 and then suddenly, and you're like, what am I doing? And you probably don't recognize it <laughs> no. until something bad happens, and then it crushes mm -hmm. like your whole yes. mindset around what you do. So what if you could start to see this in advance? That would be yeah. good. That's why I wanted to have this conversation yeah. so you guys can start seeing, is this happening to me? So you can pull back and you can actually pull yourself into a conscious state and make an active decision versus letting your subconscious mind do what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because by the way, you're not deciding this. You're not consciously deciding this. Your, your mind is subconsciously deciding Unless you're deciding aware this. of it. Yeah, most people are not. Right. Yeah. I mean, once you're aware of it, now you're probably not going to do that or you're going to change your thinking a little bit because it's going to sound ridiculous. Like, yeah. right? When we talk about it out loud, it's like, well, that sounds ridiculous. Why does that matter? But if we don't get into a conscious state to, to think about it that way, we won't ever know. But for me, it was literally to the point where if I had a relocation client, for an example, and they were coming into town and my son had a baseball game, and this is where it shows up with entrepreneurs all the time, is if you were consciously making that decision, you would make the right decision and you'd figure out how to reschedule it and you'd go to the baseball game. Right. However, if you are super over-identified with your role and your career and you're focused on that and you don't want to look like a failure or do less than last year or... Uh, you know, do anything that might look make you look bad or less than because this is your total worth, you will subconsciously very quickly make the decision to take that appointment with a relocation client. And then you'll immediately regret it that you didn't go to your son's baseball game. And that literally is the life that many entrepreneurs lead. And that's why they always come to me and say, how do I get work-life balance? It really has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that you are letting your subconscious thinking make decisions for you that you don't want to make. And then you're regretting it. And then you don't know how to undo it because you don't realize why it's happening. And usually it stems from this. But I want to bring the conversation into think about it from a personal perspective, because some people might look at this and go, oh, I don't think that this is me. Yeah. Okay. Think of yourself as a parent. So I have two sons that um, are grown now and two stepsons that are grown. And Chris and I talk about this. As a mom, many, many moments have I over-identified with that role. Like, with as a mom or as yes, a as a mom, to the point where it's like if your child isn't turning out the way you think they are, if something isn't happening, like you are just this failure of a human being. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh, they're not going to college. What are people going to think about me as a mom? This kid just went off and got a bunch of tattoos and did this or whatever. You know, yeah. I hear people say that. It's not the, it's not your life. You're a human being. You've raised another human being. Yeah. You as a mom or dad have nothing to do with it. That's a relationship and a role you get to play on this earth as a human being. But it absolutely has nothing to do with your worthiness or defining you because you're an actual human being yourself, separate from any of those other relationships or roles. But people go crazy in some of those scenarios and they right. like self-sabotage relationships and everything like that. Yep. It has all 100% has to do with over-identifying with that role. You take on that role as you as a person. So nothing can go array in that relationship or in that other person's life in your mind. 
going array, by the way, has nothing to do with what they should really be doing with their life, right? It's what you think they should be. And you only care because of the reflection it has on you as a human being. It seems almost too like uh, some of the people who are more controlling over other people's actions, is it because they're over-identifying in a role Absolutely. I think so. I think if you really dig into it, yes. If you start asking clarifying questions, it's about they don't know if they didn't if they could just be so secure in themselves and happy and peaceful and content and knowing that they are a good person no matter what happens around them and in their roles and the different relationships then none of these things define them and it doesn't matter to you that much if it all defines you then yeah you have to kind of keep some major control over this yeah mhm so otherwise it's it's just not getting focused on being what you're doing mhm yeah, don't yeah, don't be what you do. <laughs> Which <right>? is, <laughs> I, as I was saying it, I'm like, does this even make sense coming out of my mouth? But yeah, yeah. But it makes a lot of sense, and I feel like I, I mean, especially in real estate, everything that mm-hmm. I've done, like there are certain points where I just go, where I, in the past I've gotten really down on myself because of the things that I considered failures. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the ways that I that I've brought back out of them the positive is looking at it and going, okay. I screwed up in this area of like running a team. I knew mm-hmm. I made these mistakes. And if I do it again, mm-hmm. I know exactly what I need to That's not right. do. Um, but at the t- in the moment, you're just thinking like, dude, I just, I am just terrible. I'm a loser. Yeah. 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 Well, here's the problem with that is so that most- causes depression, I think, with other people too. Like people get in this weird mm-hmm. cycle where you're probably going to go down this. It's crazy. So I've seen team leaders. So you snapped out of it. Um, much faster. I mean, I can tell you, I've seen team leaders who have had this going, a great team going, and then it's not uncommon to have three team members leave at once. Usually if one leaves, two or three follow them. It's just what happens. Same thing with a brokerage. Not just one person goes, five go, you know, because people stick with each other. It's relationships. Right. And if you aren't, if you aren't secure and confident and happy and, um, if you can't remove that business from you as a person, that is extremely detrimental to your emotional and mental health. And I've seen people shut down to the point where they've gone into probably, yes, a depression, but more so complete inability to move forward in the growth of their business to where they actually make less money than they made years ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. they can't even sell real estate anymore. I mean, it's gotten to them where they're such a failure that they can't do anything anymore. And right. And so they're just in this funk for a lack of better words, right? And so what's the difference between that person and the person who takes a failure and says, you know what? I learned this, 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 and this. I'm, this is part of the journey of building this business. I won't do that again. Next time I'm going to be better and stronger. And maybe that was just part of my journey and those people were there to help me learn. And now I'm going to go do something bigger and better because of it. Like, what's the difference? Nothing other than number one, a mindset, but really number two, they aren't their business. They aren't that affected by it because it's not who they are. So how do you get to that place? You figure out how to... So you- what you're saying is you pretty much have to figure out how to detach yourself from you have to. that. So what's the process of doing that? So detaching, experience? yeah, detaching yourself from an outcome and detaching yourself from your roles is critical. And I don't know if there's any other way to do it than to work on yourself and be so secure and happy and confident in yourself just as a being, as a human being outside of anybody else, any other relationship, any other business that you do anything that you just can truly feel okay no matter what. 
So that could look different for other for many people, but some of the things that I have done to help me with this and leaders who have coached me that are in this place that I look up to that have shared and of course that I share with people that I coach and 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 work with is number 1 you have to constantly put yourself in a position to challenge yourself and like not not in business not like just yourself as like a physically mentally right. just as a human being do you actually put yourself in positions to be scared and overcome things that are hard? Most people actually don't. If you think about it, some people have said, gosh, it's been years since I tried something new they to embarrass myself. They avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm. That's why, by the way, you have to look externally to be happy. So you're looking externally at your business to be happy. You're looking externally at your kids to be happy and their success or their path. You're looking externally at your relationship with a significant other to be happy. Problem with all of that is none of that's going to actually make you happy. You're always going to chase. It's, it's no different than chasing the pursuit of money, thinking that when you get to a certain yeah. threshold that it's going to solve your problems, and it doesn't. No. Um, it's just really weird. I feel like I'm discovering more about this as we're talking because it's like, I, you know, when I came to you with this idea of, like, changing the, the podcast, I think I've already been on this path of, like, figuring out how to just discover different areas mm-hmm. of my life and not be so over-focused on business because mm-hmm. business is, you know, when you leave a, a job, like, I didn't want to fail. Yes. You don't want to not make money. So you just get so overly focused mm-hmm. in your work and your business. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point where you go, oh my gosh, now like, now what? I've dropped off friends and relationships or, mm-hmm. you know, I stopped doing, I d- didn't have hobbies anymore because mm-hmm. all I was doing is focusing on business. Yeah. Um, so going through and diving into these topics is probably my way of detaching mm-hmm. from it. Good. I love it. I think this is kind of fun because it's kind of like giving people into insights too of like almost some of my coaching conversations and I'm going to discover things in our conversations that you bring up and vice versa. And I think it's kind of cool because hopefully our listeners are discovering things too. Well, I would bet there's a lot more people listening to this that are struggling with the same things mm-hmm. and probably just didn't realize like what it was. They, they weren't asking themselves those questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when we look at those actionable steps, I would love for you to just find a way to be outside of your comfort zone personally, not in business, because look, I mean, hopefully you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone in business on a regular because that's how you're successful. But I'm talking about just so that you can wake up every day and like, hey, high five, Carrie, you know, you stand, you do things, you you try new things, you have confidence. I mean, look, one of the things that people don't realize is that they dwindle down their self-trust every single day and they don't even know they are. So one simple example of this is the people who are listening, and I have done this before, but I have actually really worked through this because it was so important to me, is putting 17 things on your calendar that you say you're going to do and never doing one of them. Oh, yeah. That simple thing, every time you look at a calendar and you don't show up for yourself and do it, you're actually saying to yourself subconsciously, gosh, Andy, you don't ever do anything that you say you're going to do. And you don't know you're doing that. And then all of a sudden, you are wondering, why am I demotivated? Why am I like... Don't want to do anything because it doesn't matter what you put on your 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 subconscious knows you're not going to take care of the things. Who cares? And then though you don't have confidence in yourself and you don't have self trust and those are two things that you actually need to be happy as a human being. Yeah. Um, And then you also have to grow. So one of the innate human needs is growth. And so if you're not growing, you're dying. That's a saying. I mean, you're not physically dying, but you are um, emotionally dying if you don't ever challenge yourself or grow. So how many times do you as an entrepreneur put on your calendar that I'm going to actually listen to a podcast or read a book that's going to grow me as a human being? We say we're going to, but you know what? Business gets too busy. Life gets too busy. And then we don't actually do it, right? Yep. Or um, you know, we say we're going to work out because it's important to us. 
so we feel confident in ourselves and it's another way that we just feel good about ourselves and we don't stick to it because business is more important, kids are more important, but really that's the most important thing because you can't be the best version of yourself for other people if you're not for yourself in the first place. You can't afford not to grow yourself and to pour into yourself because if you are not confident in yourself as a human being, you will never be able to show up in business the way you want to because you're going to over-identify with that, then you're going to stop taking risks, and then you're going to stay status quo. And so, uh, you and know, then it's a self self fulfilling uh, prophecy, right? Yeah, because now you're not doing that in business, and so now the business isn't doing well, which is in turn telling you you're a failure. See, I knew it. Yep. And then you're just not, and then you're going to be demotivated to show up for yourself. So start with one thing, and you know, if you read the book. Um, the 75 hard book. I'm doing it right now. So it's obviously top of mind. But when I did this two years ago, I read the book and I loved it. Even if I didn't do 75 hard, I I read the book multiple times and I would recommend it because when have you felt the happiest in your life? If you think about it, in most cases, it was after you overcame something that was like really a struggle and you were done and you were like, dang, I did that. Like you're just like fired up. You feel accomplished. Yes. And it's it's like act- that feeling is actually real internal joy, not these fleeting moments of happiness when you go buy some shoes or, you yeah, know, whatever. Right. Literally, that is different. And if you did that on the regular, it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And that's where all of a sudden you get this emotional resiliency that you don't care about those other things because they don't define you. But you're talking about big things, right? Like hard things, because there's a lot of times that I think people will put a task list together, right? As a business owner, I'm guilty of yes. it too. You put a task list to get together and for whatever reason, you start picking out all the easiest things to of do. Course. And you should probably reverse it and take the <laughs> hardest one, get that done because at the end of the day, you'll be like, wow, I actually felt like I pushed the needle forward or whatever. Yeah. I think really, yeah, I think it has to be something that's going to make you as a human being really push outside of your comfort zone. I mean, 75 hard does that not because it's so hard to drink a gallon of water or it's so hard. I mean, it is for some people not to drink alcohol or to, to stay on a diet, but more so it is about when you don't feel like you want to do something and you force yourself to do it. Yep. That is where every single time you do that, you're like, holy crap, Carrie. You got it in you. Yep. You can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. You stand. You you say you're going to do it. You do it. I put a post up on uh, I think it was last Sunday. I went to the gym and I was going to sleep in. I tr- try to like I usually take a day off of yep. going working out and I was like you know what no I missed I think it was chest or whatever that day or that week I had missed doing a workout and uh, so I forced myself to go and I almost when I was laying there my alarm was going off I was like yeah I was thinking to myself like no I'll just I'll just sleep in today mm-hmm. and I pushed myself to go mm-hmm. and it was like I made the post I was like I'm I almost slept in I'm glad I didn't <laughs> were you, know? you so glad you didn't yeah because then I was more productive that mm-hmm. day like I just yeah you just felt like you won the morning you won something and you if were, I would have yeah. been the person that just slept in then I would have sat there and gone man I know it too. I always regret later where I go, mm-hmm. I should have gone to the gym. I know. And it's and then your whole mindset is off that day. Yeah. But what you don't realize is if you do that day after day after day, it actually really, really builds up. Yep. It's like building blocks, but you can reverse it and it can really, really build up. And I think that is the secret weapon is that when you, when you feel that way about yourself, that's when you have the confidence to detach from the business because you are happy, joyful, peaceful, content, confident, and you have self-trust in yourself no matter what. You know if your business fails, you will go build it again. You have the confidence in yourself. But if you haven't been able to show up for yourself at all and you're not doing anything on your calendar, you're not putting yourself into any positions to challenge yourself, how do you know 
that you could actually go build your, you know, rebuild that business. You don't. Right. That's why you get too attached to what it is, and you don't want to change it, and you don't want to take risks, and it's really, it's really important to you. So it seems like a simple concept, but a lot of people don't realize they're going down this path. And I do think really it is, um, it's key. I've seen people like triple their business, step out of their comfort zone, try new things, get in business with people they never would have talked to before, just by having them work on themselves for a little bit in this way, Mm -hmm. to the point where it was literally like, wow, this just revelation, like, all my eggs were in that basket. All my worthiness, all my confidence, everything was in that basket. And of course, I wasn't going to risk anything. But now I don't have everything in that basket. My, it's all here. Right. So I can actually go do some things here and feel confident in that. And that's pretty cool to watch. Well, that's a good episode. I, mm-hmm. I think, uh, and you already went over some actionable steps, yes. right? Yeah, what's, the re- what's the recap, recap on those real quick? You have to do something hard. So challenge yourself as we as you leave this podcast. What can you do that's actually hard not, and not business? Something that you would, it would be difficult for you to do. And it doesn't have to be a 75 hard challenge. It can be one thing. Challenge yourself, grow yourself. These have to be the things that you do because you've got to internally become uh, uh, you know, confident and you have to have self-trust. And if you have things on your calendar that you say that you're going to do and you never do them, please delete them um, mm-hmm. because you're really, really wreaking havoc on your subconscious mind. And so then pick the one thing that you are going to do after this episode and put that in the calendar and then stick to it and actually show up for yourself and see what literally happens to the way you feel about yourself. Right. And then just again, like everything, my actionable steps are always like, now you're aware about something, you know, something you didn't know before the podcast. So you should probably do some reflection on this and hopefully, um, you know, you can start to detach from that a little bit. And just the reflection of it alone is probably going to help you make some different choices. And what I would ask you guys, two things, go to our Facebook group, we're going to we're going to post this in there obviously for the week that this releases but share if you're willing to share with us some of the things that maybe you discovered on yeah. this podcast or things you might want to change put that in there share it with us and then uh, make sure if you guys have any suggestions on episodes or topics you guys submit those to us yes please and we'll see you on the next episode see ya